0: This is episode 734 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life, so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's episode, food storage tips. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is usually an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found in the show notes. Hey, before we jump into the episode, I wanted to remind you that if you're listening to this episode the week that it was released, this is the week that we are opening up the Prepper website exclusive email group. So if you're not familiar with that, maybe you are a new listener, the exclusive email group is a way for Preppers to connect through email. And so basically what it is, is you have one email uh, that you send to, right? One email address that you send to, and it goes to all the different members in the group. And so when you wanna reply, you go ahead and reply that way. And you just, you just reply and you start a new thread. If you wanna start a new thread, um, it works really, really well. And this is, uh, I, I looked into this and I created the email group because of social media because everything you do on social media is tracked and you can't say what you want to say and you can't you know share what you want to share and forums for a lot of people are kind of clunky and you really have to be on a computer to to access the forums to be able to to get a really good experience there but with email you can do that you know on your laptop on your desktop on your phone And I got to tell you, there are just so many great people in the email group with so much great preparedness information. It's really taken on a life of its own. So if you want some more information, you can go over to PrepperWebsite.net and there's going to be a link in the show notes so that you can go check that out. But if you are ready to join, and there are a lot of you that are already on the waiting list that you're just waiting for me to go ahead and turn it on and so that's going to be on for monday march 28th through saturday april 2nd and I'm, cl- I'm not closing it off at you know in at midnight i'm closing it off at 5 p.m central standard time and so again monday march 28th 2022 to saturday april 2nd 2022 till 5 p.m central standard time And so I'm just doing it one week, giving you that option. It's twenty dollars a year to be a member of this group, which is a great deal when you think about all the preparedness information that you're going to get, and the the ability to be able to collaborate with other preppers, and then also the online meetups that we do every other Tuesday through Zoom, and that's a that's a great time as well. So this is the way that it works. When you sign up. Um, you're gonna get you know information and and all that good stuff. I get in uh, well, okay, when you sign up, I get a notification. Then I wind up subscribing you, and it is a manual subscription. So you pay through PayPal, but then I will uh, manually subscribe you. So one of the things that, Uh, You just need to know is that I'm going to be doing that in the evening time. So I'm going to go to work. When I come home, I'll see all the subscriptions, and then I'll go ahead and start adding people. If you subscribe with or if you join with an email that you don't want to use, then go ahead and you want to use another one. So let's just say you have a work email and you use that to go ahead and sign up you can uh, send me an email and say, Todd, I signed up with this email or I paid with this email, but I really wanna use this other email. I wanna use ProtonMail or I wanna use you know this other email uh, so that you know the emails are sent to this uh, address, all right? So if you wanna do that, go ahead and send me an email. But if you're good using the email address that you signed up with or paid with, then I'll go ahead and load you up and you will get the information of what you need, and so it, like I said, it is a great group. I really appreciate everyone that is a member of it, and I hope that you will consider joining it again for twenty dollars a year. I think that comes out to like six cents a day, if I'm not uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so I'd love for you to to look into it, even if you're kind of on the, you know, like you're still still thinking about it. Go over to prepperwebsite.net and um, you know go check it out and see what you think. All right, so, so with that, I'm gonna go ahead and jump into this episode f- uh, called Food Storage Tips. So by now, you have heard that there are going to be food shortages. I mean, I think everybody has heard about that. Uh, you know, the president has even talked about it. It was all over. It's all over the news. It's all over, you know, websites. Everybody in the preparedness community is writing about it, and uh, your, you know, podcast episodes and all those good things. I, I didn't want to do an episode where I'm telling you what to buy. Like, hey, this is what you need to do. I do think that um, you know you you need to have food storage, and we've always talked about that. That's not anything new for those of us who want to live a more self reliant life. But I think that right now people are more attuned to what's going on. And before things get crazy, and I'll talk a little bit about that, I wanted to talk about some tips. And these might not be the tips that you think they're going to be. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and just jump right in. And hopefully you're going to see a lot of benefit from this. So the first thing that I want to talk about when we talk about food storage tips and, and preparing for the craziness that is coming, I'm going to tell you that you need a plan and everything in preparedness. You really need a plan. If you talk to anyone who has been in preparedness for, uh, you know, a decent amount of time, they will tell you that it's so much easier to start with a plan or go from a plan than to just try to think about what you need and figure out what you need and go from there. That goes for the gear that you're going to need, that goes for you know your your self-defense, that goes for your water, that goes for... The thing is, is, if you don't have a plan, you don't really know all the things that you have, and so you're just kind of hitting and missing. And so when you talk about food storage, and we talk about what we have available to us, if you don't have a plan, you're just going to the store, and you're buying a whole bunch of stuff, and you're not sure what you have. And so I think that's it's really important to start off with a plan uh, to think about where you're headed. Now, my good friend Mick Rowland and his uh, podcast, uh, Siege of New Hampshire, and he is in book two already. And listen, if you're not listening to that podcast, you need to. It's like a free Audible book. Every Friday he releases a new episode. And he is, like I said, he's on book two now you know, of Siege, and it's called Siege Fall, but, uh, you know, a great story there, and I love listening to everything. He puts a lot of work into it, and uh, I think it's a great deal. But in his episodes or in his podcast, his books, I guess, um, the wife of the main character is counting calories for everyone, and you hear a lot about that in preparedness. You read articles about that. I mean, there's there was one just recently that I read about counting calories, and I think that's important and I think that that's something that you should know how to do but I think that's something for if the poop hits the fan and like all of society collapses I think you need to do that because you're counting calories, you're making sure people get what they need to survive but you're you're trying to ration what you have. I think for where we are right now when we're talking about food shortages I think the better plan is to have meals and and make your plan for meals. And what I mean by that is creating a menu, just having a menu where you're able to go to your refrigerator or wherever you, you keep this menu and you're able to say, hey, today is Monday, Monday evening, I am making this. And so there's not just a lot of Hey, what am I going to make for dinner tonight? Think about it. You come home from work for a long day of work and you, you know, the family's there, they're hungry. And whether you are, you know, your dad and you're cooking or your mom and you're cooking, whatever it might be. And you go and you open up the pantry and like, okay, I've got a little bit of this, a little bit of that and a little bit of this. And so let me try to make a meal out of something instead of all of that being able to say, okay, I know what I'm making and you go right to it and you know that you have what you need to create that meal because you used that menu to create your list to be able to go to the grocery store and you have everything on hand. So, you know, a lot of the times we talk about if you go buy you know, if you're buying two cans of beans, then buy four cans of beans or buy an extra can of beans. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that buying just, you know, extra and and doing that. But I really do think that you should come and that would be a great way to build your your pantry if you were to do that. But if you truly come from the point of view of making a menu, then you know that you have everything there and it takes the guesswork out of it. You're able to, to, to go from there. And it truly isn't very hard to do. You know, If you take a little bit of time and you make a week's worth of menu... And you know what your family is going to eat. You know what they like. You know what they want. You make a week's worth of a menu. And then you multiply that by four. You have a month's worth of food there if you go to the grocery store and you buy everything that you would need. And for those who might not want to do that, you can do it in two-week increments there and then continue to build. If you want to really go after it and you want to build, a, a, you know, have more... Um, variation, you can build two weeks worth of menus, different items, things that your family will eat. And then you can multiply that by two, you'll have a month's worth. And then you can just, you're alternating. So you're not eating the same exact thing every single week. You're alternating between these two weeks worth of menus. I talk about this in my free e-course uh, getting Started in Long-Term Food Storage. And so I do have a free e-course. I haven't talked about it in a long time, but I'm going to link to it. it. Like I said, it is free and I talk about it, but I talk about also the worksheets that I have created. And I have the worksheets in the in a e-book that I created from the the, the free e-course and it's called the the ebook is called getting started in long-term food storage and so those two worksheets that i have i think are pretty valuable and pretty easy to follow and you can use them in multiple different ways and that ebook is only three dollars and so I'm not trying to get rich I'm not trying to you know do anything like that I'm just trying to make it easy for people to get better prepared and so the three dollars helps to support Prepper website and the podcast and all those good things. So if you want the menus then you can go ahead and get the ebook or if you prefer to read instead of watch a watch a video then everything that's in that e-course is in the ebook and I'm going to link to that and I think it's a it's a great uh, great way to prepare and make sure that you're just not preparing out of fear that you're not just, you know, shooting in the dark there, that you are actually creating a menu. You know, that's one of the things, you know, before I got into education, my wife and I ran a group home for kids in CPS custody. And, you know, when we first started out, we were actual employees of the agency and we would create a menu. And that really was the only way to do it when you were feeding, you know, seven kids and, you know, it was a you, you, they lived in the home that you were running and you had an assistant and, you know, all that good stuff. And so it was the only way to make sure that we had food, you know, every single, every single day. And there was, we were so busy dealing with stuff that we wouldn't have time to, okay, what are we eating today? And I know that there were some couples that would go to the grocery store every single day and they were always stressed out you know it's like okay what are we making today and they would have to talk it through and then they would have to plan and and all those different kinds of things and we we had a menu we would create a month's worth of menu and we would go to Sam's and we would go to the grocery store and there were things that you couldn't buy a whole month's worth you know sometimes you know bread and milk and things like that but that's all I was running to the grocery store for I would go get bread and milk and maybe some fresh fruit and 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 vegetables and things like that but for the most part the menu was already created and there was no Thought put into it. I mean, it, it was there, and we would cycle that menu over and over again. So once you create the shopping list from that menu, it's really easy to be able to go and say, "Okay, hey, this is what we used up." You, know, you had that shopping list, and so on. On one side of it, you're you know marking off what you used, and on the other side, you have a clean shopping list, and you're able to go and say, "Okay, I need to get this, this, and this, and this to replenish what I have." Or if you wanted to double up your uh, double up your your food storage. You would just double everything that was there. So again, uh, the free e course is there, and also uh, the ebook. If you want to go check that out, the next thing I wanted to kind of jump into is be careful about the propaganda. And I think the propaganda is one of those things that we are we are going to see. And so l- let me just kind of jump into that. I mentioned in my episode about you know my journey with COVID and Ukraine and what to do now uh, a few episodes back. I mentioned that it was it was just very eye opening because I was you know I was laid up I was you know sitting in my lazy chair running fever but watching the news and it was really crazy to see the rate that everything changed from from where we were in society to everything was was ukraine 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 and the tone of everyone that was calling for war even on fox news i mean it was it, it was crazy how fast everything pivoted right and so my thing is big pharma made their money off of covid and now the military industrial complex is going to make theirs on what's going on in ukraine and what's happening there I am not saying that Putin is a good guy. I am not saying that people are not getting hurt. The, the atrocities that are happening, the um, the people that are suffering, it is terrible. But I think that there is an effort to kind of push this thing to where it didn't have to go. That's a whole nother episode and a whole nother you know, conversation there. We have this propaganda that that's all we're seeing about COVID is pretty much you know off the radar and now it's all about Ukraine and all about everything that's going on over there and so recently I was on Twitter and I saw Biden was doing a press conference Uh, he was at the group of seven you know over at Brussels and he said this right so a lot of people were tagging this as you know the president is talking about that there will be food shortages so this is the quote of the the short video I think it was like a 20 second video Um, Biden says this. It's going to be real, Biden said at a news conference in Brussels. The price of the sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well. Well, again, when I saw this on Twitter and everybody was retweeting it, they were pointing out that the president was talking about food shortages and food shortages were coming and all those things. I thought, the real lead, the lead was buried there because his thing was like the sanctions imposed upon Russia, you know, are causing this. And so the sanctions are causing this to happen to your own people as well. And I just, I just thought it was like, well, wait a minute. You're we, anyway, I, I think there's, there's pain that they're trying to inflict and what I think is what will wind up happening when you have the president talking about food shortages that are coming, it's a self-fulfilled prophecy, whether there truly are. And we've been talking about them in, in the preparedness community for a long, long time with COVID and the way that ports are shutting down and uh, you know things that are happening all over the world. And the ability for for goods and, and food and all the other things to come into the United States or to be exported to other countries or whatever it might be, we know that that was already strained. But then to say, hey, food shortages are coming, people are going to take that and they're going to go to the grocery stores and they're going to start pulling things off the, off the grocery stores and people can be running to the grocery stores and, 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 and stocking up and, and people will, you know, when you go to the grocery store and you don't find anything, people begin to blame preppers, right? Like uh, preppers are hoarding and, and all that good stuff. No preppers stock up and they do it a little bit at a time and they do it with a plan. People who you don't, don't prepare, they're the ones who hoard because they hear these things and they go and they take every, you know, bit of whatever it is, off the shelf these are the people who aren't going to be prepared with a plan these are the people that are going to go and start buying you know rice and beans and all those things and i, I and i truly believe you should have rice and beans um and i think that that's one of those things that you know that that would be good to have but they're going to go and they're not going to have a plan and things are going to be wiped out now again we know how things went down during covid when i, I talk about this here in Houston when the Houston livestock show and rodeo was shut down everything, everything, you know, was taken off. The, I mean, people went crazy going to the to the grocery stores and they would wipe out. I remember seeing a picture of, of, of the meat section just completely being wiped out and nothing being left because people started to panic and they started to worry about what was going to happen and how things were, were going to go down. The thing is no one starved, right? I mean, the, the grocery stores started to bring things back there were holes. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I talked about that a whole lot where you would go to the grocery store and you knew that something used to be there and they moved something from another aisle that they had to be able to bring that in. Or you were looking for your favorite brand of green beans or whatever it was, can of green beans. And it was some brand that you never heard of, you know? And so I think that we have this, this possibility of self-fulfilled prophecies where you hear about it in the media and people who aren't prepared will go and start grabbing everything that they can and we need to be careful we need to know that we're going to go to the grocery stores and we're going to see holes now with that said I want to let you know I went to the grocery store uh, yesterday Saturday morning like I normally do and I didn't see any holes whatsoever I mean, I walked down the aisles, I was looking, you know, I was paying attention, I was looking and I I just didn't see any open areas. I mean, it was, it was pretty stocked and I didn't see any places where they were trying to fill, just trying to put some kind of product there to kind of fill a hole uh, as well. So I think we need to be careful because the media will ramp things up and we could possibly get into panic or see people getting into panic mode. We need to make sure that we are not panicking. And that goes back to that plan of, you know, being prepared and knowing what we need and being able to and go off of our menus and things like that. But I think we need to be careful about the propaganda, what's going to be fed out there. Even it's like you can't, there's so many news uh, agencies that are out there and, you know, television and cable and, internet and all that kind of stuff and it's like it's really hard right now to be able to trust the 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 news organizations that we kind of grew up with you know uh, we we grew up and we would turn on the television and it's like what whatever the anchor said you know like okay that's they're reporting the facts I mean I have a journalism degree and when I went I mean it was just the facts. And I remember my one of my professors, my journalism professors talking about, you know, hey, you got to make sure that you're not putting your own opinion in there and those different kinds of things. And that has completely, completely changed. And we just need to be careful that uh, what's being spread out there, because it does wind up you know, becoming self-fulfilled prophecies and then you know people start panicking and and all those kinds of things and I'm repeating myself so let me go ahead and go to the next little tip that I wanted to, to talk about is be careful with prices rising right the cost of goods good food is going to rise and that's one of the things that we need to make sure that we we're we're, we're staying healthy we are eating good food and for those of us who, who, you know, can't afford it and maybe those who can't afford it, if you can look for those deals and look, you know, be paying attention to the, the rising prices of, of food that's out there. And if, you know, those of us who can help out can help out and all those good things. But, you know, it's like that the, the cheap food is the bad food for you a lot of the times. And people will gravitate to that because it is a little bit cheaper. But you got to understand what it's doing to your body. One of the things that I was craving, I don't know i don't know why my body was craving it, but all during COVID, my body was craving fruit. And I've been on this fruit kick, you know, I guess losing the weight that I lost, I want to kind of keep it off. And so I've been on this fruit kick where I want as much, you know, different kinds of fruit as I can. And so going to the grocery store and looking at the different fruits, I was blown away by the cost of fruit. And it, it's, it's nuts how expensive things are right now. And so it's like, you have to weigh that. Do I want to go ahead and pay that extra amount where I know that I was paying, I don't know, let me just make something up. I was paying for strawberries, uh, you know, a little case of strawberries, I was paying 99 cents and now it's $5 and something cents, right? And so you got to weigh that. Do I want to go ahead and spend that money to eat healthy or, you know, do I want, when I want a snack, I go buy some cookies for $1.99 and, you know, eat those cookies, you know, and so that's one of those things that we need to go ahead and uh, think about, and we need to weigh those things. And if we can get ahead of that and make sure that we are eating good food, because when you eat that bad food, you're dealing with inflammation in your body, and you're dealing with other health issues. And I think right now we need to be careful, you know, with with our health and where things are going. And and we've all heard the different stories about how people weren't treated properly because of I don't know, whatever view they might have had. And so one of the things that we need to really be thinking about is our health and and staying as healthy as possible. Actually, that's gonna be a future podcast, so make sure that you are looking for that one when that comes. But when we talk about all the the fuel costs, and I gotta tell you, fuel has come down, so gas has come down 20 cents in my area. I know that some of you are paying a whole, whole lot more, but uh, probably about two weeks ago, Gas was 3.99 in um, where I normally go get gas, and you can find it a little bit cheaper in other places. But it was that's the one that's by my house that I pass, and I always look at the price, and it was 3.99. Um, this last uh, Saturday or yesterday, when I filled up, it was 3.79, so it had dropped a little bit. So hopefully, you're seeing prices drop there. But when the price of fuel goes up, uh, it costs more money for the trucks to get the the shipments to the grocery stores. And that that cost is being passed along to the consumers and we're having to pay those extra costs. So the more that we can be prepared with food, the, the less that we have to pay for those increases. And hopefully prices do go down a little bit, kind of like that fuel price went down 20 cents. Hopefully we do start seeing prices level off at the grocery stores. Um, we did see some, You know, I was talking about strawberries and how expensive they had gotten. Um, I I did see some drops in some of the fruit, but still, it's still higher than, than normal. So that's one of those things that we need to be paying attention to. And the more that we can be prepared and the more that we can mitigate these prices rising or we can save money in other areas, the more that we can devote to making sure that we're eating good food and feeding our families good food so that we can stay healthy. All right. The next tip is maybe it's time for you to start some scratch cooking. when When we talk about the prices of food going up like that, and we talk about bread going up and making sandwiches and and, and different things like that, I mean, it, maybe it's time to make um, some bread and tortillas and biscuits and even sweets at home and learning how to do that. And you can save so much more money instead of buying a three or four dollar loaf of bread, being able to make it maybe for a dollar because you've been able to buy in bulk and you've been able to make it yourself. Yeah, it does take a little bit of work it might take a little bit of know how, but you can easily do it. People have been doing it forever. And so you can learn how to do that and get ahead of, you know, you're always making a loaf of bread for the next week, and you're using up what you have, and all those different kinds of things. Now more than ever, it's so much easier to learn how to do these things. There are online recipes that will show you how to make bread, or I know that even in the Saturday prep, I shared out uh one on on making tortillas actually no I'm sorry that was on Prepper website on making tortillas and how easy it is to do that so if you're someone who you know likes to have some kind of bread you know with your with your meal it's easy to do that or easy to make biscuits or if you need to make a cake I mean it's so easy to go out to you know to your grocery store or your bakery and say hey I need a cake for you know for a birthday or whatever and that sets you back 35 40 depending on what kind of cake you get but if you're able to make a cake at home how much you know how much money will you save when you're able to do that so there's online recipes there's youtube videos that walk you through how to do it you need to you know take a little bit of time of know how but you can go ahead and learn how to do that and save a, lo- a lot of money over time and not only that if things were to go sideways and you had a lot of bulk material you're able to you know cook for your family and have that for the long term also, you might be thinking about the oils that you might need. A lot of the times when we buy oil for whatever it is, a vegetable oil, olive oil, peanut oil, whatever whatever oils you're using, I mean, you need to be thinking about having maybe a little bit more on hand. Now, oils do go bad. They do go rancid if you if they if that does happen you don't want to throw them away you can always use them for lanterns and stuff like that you got to be careful and that's a whole another uh, a whole another uh, episode right or articles out there but oils bring fat into your into your body that you need you know good fats and stuff like that that you might need so think about those oils because a lot of the times we have just one little bottle of oil and if they that goes we use that up or whatever it might be we, you know, we're like stuck out. And if oil is one of those things that's uh, you know not at the at the grocery store, we want to make sure we have enough to be able to cook the food that we need. Another tip that a lot of people don't think about are seasonings. Now you you hear about pepper and salt and those types of things, but let's just say that you are, you know you're, you you have to break into your you know your beans and rice. How would you, you having plain beans and rices is, is, I mean, if you're starving, okay? But if you can doctor it up with a little bit of seasoning, whatever that might be, you you want to be able to have those on hand. So being able to stockpile some seasonings, I, I think that would you know be huge for you when you are cooking at home and you're needing to uh, spice up you know your your food, uh, especially if it's something that you know that you're gonna be eating over and over and over again, some spices can completely change the flavor of food and make it different for you and for your family. So think about seasonings that you use and maybe even trying some different recipes on how to cook some of those basic things like, you know, rice and beans. And again, I don't think that that should be your, I always think you should go to the, your menu and go off of that. But I think everyone should have some rice and beans in Mylar bags and five gallon buckets. I think that's just it's so cheap, and when you when you pair rice and beans together, um, you know you're you're coming up with a, a decent meal to give you you know what you need for your body. Depending on how much you eat of it is going to determine how how many calories you're eating. But I think it's smart to have the seasonings to be able to to add to whatever you're doing, right? So the next tip that I have for you is when you do your grocery shopping, look for the weekly sales ads. Now, a lot of the times you can go into the grocery stores and if they are I thinking I'm thinking more like the the mom and pop type grocery stores or even the the smaller ones, they might they might be a chain but they're the smaller ones. The big one for instance like uh, down here in Texas, H-E-B is a really big one and I do go to that one on Saturday mornings. They they don't have like a weekly sales ad that you can pick up at the grocery store, but they do have it online. And the little small mom and pop one is really, it's a chain, but I'm thinking of it more as a small mom and pop one. They do have it where you can walk into the grocery store and you can get their, their weekly sales ads. But a lot of the times those are not as, they they don't give you all the sales. So I would and I've recently done this and I was kind of blown away is go to the, go to the website of your grocery store that you go and shop at, or maybe even if there's some other ones that you don't shop at, but you can go and you can see what they have and maybe the different sales, it might warrant you to go to that other grocery store, but there are their weekly sales ads are there. And I got to tell you, it doesn't cost more money. It might take, it might, might cost more money to print out their weekly ads. And they might not want to do that, but it doesn't cost a lot of money to put it up on the internet. It's like, hey, you know, I'm putting a graphic here and I'm you know, letting you know how much it costs. That's a lot less money. Just, you know, graphic artists that probably is already working for the company can go ahead and throw it up there. And so you can find out sales, sales and things that are there before you have to go to the grocery store to make a special trip and walk through the aisle. You can see if there's something there. Not only that, some of them, like that little mom and pop store that I'm referring to, they have an email list that you can go ahead and subscribe to. And one of the things that I thought was interesting is, like, for instance, today, this morning, when I was checking my email, they had sent an email and said, Hey, today, with the purchase, today only, with the purchase of $20, you get a free can of Wolf brand chili, no beans. Now those normally are like a $1.99. Uh, they used to be like a dollar and a dollar 25, but recently they're like a $1.99. So, I mean that's a $2 savings there if that's something that you might want. And it might not be something that you eat on a regular basis, but if you're going if you know you're going to spend $20 and you have that coupon, then it's worth it to be able to go and say, "Hey, I'm going to spend my $20 here and I'm going to go ahead and pick up this free can of Wolf brand chili, you know, to go ahead and throw up on my, um, you know, on on in, in my food pantry or to barter it or give it away or whatever it might be. Sometimes it's you need an app, you know, t- to be able to uh, have these so that when you go and you check out, you're able to show the the app to them and show the coupon and and they can scan it and all that kind of stuff. But it might be worth it to save a whole lot more money on there. Um, when I went to this mom and pop uh, website. They they did have a lot of coupons there where normally a lot of people aren't doing coupons. And so that is one way that they are driving people to their websites and, and trying to get people into their store is to save money doing that. And that might be well worth it when you're trying to cut costs and you're trying to add to your food storage is to go that route. Some people won't like it because they're like, hey, they're tracking what I'm what I'm buying and different things like that. But man, they're you know, if you, if you go to the, for instance, Kroger's down here in in uh, in Houston, and I know the Kroger's are, you know, a lot of other states as well. They have a card. So if you have a card, they're doing the same kinds of things there. If you're buying with, you know, your credit card, same kinds of things there. So think about, you know, just saving some money using that app. You gotta you gotta think about it, or even the email. You know, getting the email and printing out. The coupon, if that's something that might be worth it to you. So you know, think about hitting the, the websites of your grocery stores. I think you can save some money and you get a good idea of what is available out there. And uh, you're able to, again, incorporate that into your menu or into your food storage, however you want to do it. The last thing that I want to talk about is it's probably a good time if you haven't started gardening to garden and to supplement what you have there. And I think you, you need to start now. And I think it's, it's it's just really important to be able to do it. So you think about, for instance, a tomato plant. So when I went to the grocery store, they had some uh, some starters out there. And I just went to go look at them really, you know, just really quickly before I went into the grocery store. And they had tomatoes, tomato plants, all different varieties, even some heirlooms for $1.59. So you buy this plant for dollar fifty nine. And if you're able to take care of it and water it, let's just say that, you know, you get 12 tomatoes out of it. You can get a lot more if you're really doing it right. You know what you're doing. But let's just say you get 12 tomatoes from it. The cost of tomatoes right now, it's out of control. You know, it's like, you know, 239 uh, a pound, 259, depending on which ones you're getting. And then I recently mentioned, I don't know if it was in the podcast or in the email group that I went to the grocery store, and they didn't have any tomatoes whatsoever. And so, you know, you can, if, it, if tomatoes are one of those things that you, you don't eat on a regular basis, then that might be the way to go. Or a couple of different, uh, you know, pots of, of tomatoes. You know, it's really easy to do container gardening. So in episode 637, I interviewed Gardener Scott. He has a, a big, big YouTube channel on gardening, and he is just... Uh, Uh, Just really straightforward, and I think he's a really great guy. Um, I shared a video of his recently on the Saturday Prep. So, if you are on the email list, I think two weeks ago, I shared a video of his that was called 12 Survival Garden Crops to Grow in an Uncertain World. And so, he talked a little bit about like radishes and beets and different things that are easy to grow and they provide a big caloric uh, intake. But, you know, I think it's one of those things where you start to consider that. So if you have a place where you can garden and put up a big garden, start doing it. I mean, there is an initial cost to doing that, but there are ways that you can do it a little bit cheaper. But if you can't do that, then look into some container gardening and doing it that way. Years ago on Craigslist, I was looking for some some pots, right? Some bigger pots. And I didn't want to just go to Home Depot and buy them. I was looking for something that I could, you know, save a little money on. And I hit this nursery, this this uh, this free ad for this nursery that wanted to get rid of containers. And so it was a little out of the way. I had to, I had to you know travel over there. But when I went and, and I got there, I mean this was a nursery, it was like a field of containers. And the guy was like, dude, just go for it and grab whatever you want. I mean, you know, it's, it's, they're available for you. So I was looking for three and five gallon containers because if you're going to grow something like tomato plant, you want to be able to have it in a five gallon container. And these were really heavy duty plastic. This wasn't like the thing that if you leave out in the sun for a season, it's going to start cracking. I have had these things for many years and they are still good to go. They are still. Great pots, and I'm I'm using them over and over again. So you never know what you might find out there. So I would like look on Craigslist. If you're on you know Facebook, Facebook Marketplace, look on your next door app if you're in there and see what kinds of things people are giving away. You might find someone who's doing you know giving away free free seeds or doing a seed exchange. You might have people that are like, hey, uh, you know, I I know someone in the The email group when we were on the online meetup said that they were they went and they found an ad for free manure and so actually I think that was Mick Rowland who mentioned that and so they they moved a lot of manure to get it ready for their for next year for their you know uh, to be able to to cook and to be able to compost that and so you never know what you might find out there but I so you can do it on the cheap you can do it and save some money. But I think you really need to start gardening right now. I think that's going to be important to be able to supplement some of the uh, the cost and, and some of the, the, the fruit and vegetables that you might need, that you might not even be able to get out there if things start going crazy. So guys, I feel like I've talked really, really fast and I've talked a lot. And here's the thing. I think when we're talking about food storage, the last tip that I want to give you is this The key is not to wait. If you are new to preparedness, or you have been like I'm—I'm a prepper or whatever it might be—but I'm just I haven't taken it seriously. Now's the time to do it. You know, spending a little bit of time on on a weekend, being able to sit down and say, "Okay, I'm going to make a menu with my spouse. Uh, We're going to make the things that, or we're going to put on the menu the things that that the kids like," and we're going to go ahead and start buying the things that we need to be able to 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 make this menu and build our food storage and 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 all that kind of stuff. Um and saving money and putting those plans into place. I think the time is now. Don't wait. Don't wait for when things start going bad and you know people are setting off alarms, you know, out there because I think they're already doing it. I think it just hasn't hit that fever pitch yet. We want to make sure that we have the food that we need for our family. And think about if you are buying things now and prices go up and you're buying things that can stay on your shelf for a little bit longer, you know, canned, canned foods and, and different things like that. Then you, and if food prices go up, then you are saving money just because you're buying ahead of time, right? You're, 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 you're saving money just kind of the same way that we talk about buying hygiene items. Now, you're you're saving money because you are buying ahead you're not going every couple of days to the grocery store you're not going every week you're able to build up your food pantry. There are some people right now, because of food costs, they're completely eating off of their food storage for, for whatever reason, because they're trying to save money or because things have gotten so expensive and they're being careful or they're supplementing what they're getting from the grocery store right now out of their food storage because food has gotten so expensive. So the key here is don't wait. I talk about always like have no regrets, And that is one of those things I truly believe in. You don't want to be sitting on the other side of a situation regretting that you did not move, you know, and you didn't, you didn't make the plans or you didn't do what you needed to do. So the key here again is don't wait. All right, guys. So as, as I'm closing out, I want to remind you about the Prepper website, exclusive email group. It's opening up Monday, March 28th, 2022, closing Saturday, April 2nd. 2022 at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. I hope that you will uh, consider joining the group and being part of uh, just what is happening there in the preparedness community. Well, guys, that's it for episode 734. Don't forget to check out the show notes for all the links that I'm going to provide for you. And don't forget to subscribe to the show. If you are new or you haven't done that, you can do that in your, in in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of sweet prepper goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to prepperwebsite.com where we link to eight to 12 articles every day of the very best self-reliant articles out there. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. That's the free email list where you get the Saturday prep. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 hand-picked preparedness articles that you should read. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.